Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Monday. Oh, my. Yeah, finish this sentence. Another day, another week, another what? It's another commie grab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got so much to talk about on tonight's Andrea K. Show. I'm glad you guys are here with me. Are your feet tired? Are your feet sore? Were you out on these rallies and these marches? Are you sore from trying to cover yourself from being beat up by BLM and Antifa? Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. We got to talk about where's the Kraken? Everybody's wanting to know where's that Kraken that our gal Sydney Powell said was coming. What you you haven't seen the news? We are there's already been Kraken. We've already they, there's already enough evidence of fraud, quite frankly, to overturn and and demand a revote a revote in most of the contested areas. In fact, we got breaking news coming out of Nevada, coming out of Georgia already tonight. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't still have patience and wait on Miss Sydney to do her thing. So we got breaking news to talk about on this election that is not settled. There is no Joe Biden president elect breaking news. And oh by the way, we got a little breaking news tonight also on the media. What high profile attorney, RNC spokeswoman got shut out of a top show tonight? Hmm. And why? We got that to talk about. Uh, I was thinking, you know, and it's so tough before we do a show for my man here and I to think about, you know, how are we going to lay it out? What are we going to focus on first? Do we talk about the ridiculous uh, COVID commie power grabs that are going on across the country tonight, particularly with the state of California? Do we talk about the election and the communist power grab over our elections in an attempt to steal the country through the election fraud, I'm not really sure what that. It's two sides of the same coin, two sides of the same coin. So whether you're most interested in the coronavirus shutdowns and how that's affecting this country and the purpose behind it and what's going on with that, or whether or not your concern tonight is about the theft of the greatest country in the history of the world, we're going to talk about both tonight because there are two sides of the same coin. 888-344-1170. Would love to hear from you guys on anything that's on your mind tonight. Did you go to a rally? Were you in D.C.? If you've got any experience at these rallies, particularly if you were attacked, assaulted in any way by Black Lives Matter and Antifa, we'd love to hear from you. We know we had two successful rallies in San Diego and no businesses were burned down. And of course, because Black Lives Matter and Antifa didn't show up, I'm not aware of anybody getting beat up. But I want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. We are streaming live on Facebook at the Answer San Diego page. And we will share that to our private little group, Kaniacs. 
And of course, the man who keeps it rolling every night, he's always, he's tired from having to deal with me every day. <laughs> his feet's tired. His head's tired. He's war slap out. It's my man. It's DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. I view it this way. Anything that potentially can help, and that certainly can potentially help, is a good thing. DJ Potato Skins. But this mail-in voting where they've mailed indiscriminately millions and millions of ballots to people, you're never going to know who won the election. You can't have that. No, it'll be a it's it's a catastrophe waiting to happen. A catastrophe waiting to happen. President Trump called it. That's why we're at where we're at. And that is why millions of Americans were in front of the White House on, you know, the the million MAGA march was amazing. It was a beautiful sight to see over the weekend, Andrea. It made my heart really happy. I needed to see that. Oh, but it wasn't a million people. Tater skins. Somebody was out there with one of them clickers that they oh, use. Oh boy! You know how when you go to a, you know to a club and you want to see a band and the capacity, they got to make sure you don't exceed the yeah. fire capacity. Somebody must have been out there from CNN when, in fact, checkers count hits. It wasn't a million people. I mean, CNN was literally tried to Baghdad bob it and say that it was only like a couple thousand people. No, the area. Oh, there's the, no way. There's no way. We are talking hundreds of thousands of people. Did it reach a million? It. it, it you know, let me tell you, there was there was it, closer to a million at this. MAGA march than there was with the Million Man march. Remember remember that? The plaza and the streets were wall-to-wall people. If it didn't reach a million, it couldn't fit anymore. And let me tell you, as much as they were there to support President Trump, they were there mainly to support what President Trump is about and what he's trying to support. And that is the United States of America. Those people, you can go and search some of the images and you will see signs that say things like, peed off patriots. There There were scores of people in unison chanting uh, uh, Fox News sucks, I think it was, or Fox News is fake. I don't remember exactly what the chant is. Uh, there was no violence, by the way. There was nobody burning down any buildings, but it was all about the fact that these Americans were like, oh, no, you're not, you Marxist revolutionaries. Not on our watch. You Not on our watch. You are not stealing this country from us. We already have the Kraken. God bless Sidney Powell. God bless Harmeet Dillon. Uh, Joe DeGeneva, Victoria Tunzing, Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, all these amazing attorneys, all the volunteer attorneys on the ground that aren't even being paid, by the way. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. God bless them. But the Kraken is already here. Um, we're going to get to more of those details later because in a moment, here's the breaking news across the country today. They saw they saw. What's been brewing in this country? There, Boris Epstein, I think his name is, from, from a Trump advisor said today, why is the left so angry? Why were they out literally cracking heads, like beating up on a black woman with a stroller because she was a MAGA supporter this weekend? Uh, why did they beat up a senior citizen like they did and crack his skull open? Because they know that the MAGA movement expanded in this election. And I don't think it's a coincidence that right on these heels, we've got these suddenly we've got all these Democrat governors in unison coming out today. Draconian lockdowns. Extreme draconian lockdowns to the tune to where in in California, 40 of 58 California counties just moved backwards. Some fell multiple tiers. Now, reminding you that this color coded chart Gavin Mussolini has, as somebody called them. Um, does not have any color code for full reopening in any county. And he's bragged about a couple of things, that he had this state on a dimmer switch and that he could move us up and down at will. 
on top of the fact that the coronavirus gave him an opportunity to enact policies that he's been trying to get done for years. Every single county in Southern California is now in the most restrictive purple tier, including Orange County and Ventura. Oh, is it because Orange County dared to flip a couple seats back red from blue? Probably. Is it because they see this MAGA movement expanding? They got to do everything they can. They see this election slipping through their fraudulent, greasy little fingers. And now they're trying to get, they're trying to d- kill us off economically between now and Inauguration Day. This closes, this edict closes indoor dining, gyms, effective immediately. Oh, there's some things like they're going to allow some retail shops to have like 20% capacity. It's ridiculous. No, nobody can survive. Businesses cannot survive this. And that's why they're doing it. And, and get this. Bill Mulligan says from Bill at Fox LA. He says Newsom announces he's considering implementing a statewide curfew. This is from a, a reporter at Fox LA. Says he's looking and get this. He's not only thinking about a curfew. Where do you think he's where do you think he's looking at for ideas on how he can control us? I'm not joking. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is how he's modeling his Wake plans up, for people. a shutdown. Wake up. Scott Atlas said after Michigan uh, Whitmer decided she was going to she was going to pull this same nonsense. Do- Dr. Scott Atlas, you remember who he is? He's the doctor that President Trump replaced Fauci with. He should have fired Fauci. Many people are saying today he really couldn't do that. But what he did do, a little late in my opinion, um, he replaced him with Scott Atlas. And Dr. Scott Atlas said today uh, that the only way this stops is if people rise up. That's the truth. You get what you accept. Hashtag science. That's an actual doctor, by the way, because Fauci's not a doctor. You're not an actual doctor when you haven't put a stethoscope on a patient. Yeah, unfortunately, now with the rigged election, I'm not going to say president-elect because he's not. But now you're seeing Fauci's out there in the news a lot more, and it's making me sick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I've got some couple things to share with you about Fauci, but I want to make sure you guys understand the real state of, of, of California in these cases. First of all, there's nobody's got the flu. We're almost in December. Nobody's got the flu. These case numbers are the same people that are telling you that there's no fraud in our elections. These are the same people that, uh, you know, um, are paying hospitals to record something as a COVID death, whether or not somebody died from COVID. These are the same people that are actually counting things like um, motorcycle deaths. If somebody tested positive for COVID but died in a motorcycle accident, that they died from COVID. More importantly, these are the same people that actually sent six seniors home from the hospital with coronavirus to infect nursing homes when you weren't allowed to go visit Nanny. On top of Katie Grimes, um, who's a great reporter out of uh, Sacramento, she tweeted out, no, the hospitals are not filling up with COVID patients. California has 74,180 hospital beds among more than 440 hospitals. The CDPH says there are currently 4,000 Californians with COVID in the hospital. How is this a spike or surge? We have 40 million citizens in the state of California. 4,000 are in the hospital, supposedly from COVID. How do we even know? When, and, and, and nobody's reporting on the mortality rates anymore, right? Weren't these shockdowns? See, I'm old enough to remember that these shutdowns were supposed to be about flattening the curve. And I told you conservatives at the time, do not support this. You accepted this. Scott Atlas said, you know, we get what we accept. We should have never accepted this in the first place. We were sold a bill of goods and it was a lie from the jump. 
Nobody's talking mortality rates. In fact, they're intentionally keeping it from us. Before I take a break and bring in a San Diego attorney to talk about these draconian measures and your legal rights, if you decide to rise up, as Scott Atlas suggest, a, a local media outlet here in San Diego, the Voice of San Diego, filed a lawsuit against the San Diego County because they were withholding any of the death information from COVID patients. If they are going to control, have us on a dimmer switch and tell us whether or not our personal property, our private business is allowed to operate, shouldn't we have a right to know what the actual data is? All the facts. We should have every fact from it. And the County of San Diego... Wilma Wooten, Nathan Fletcher, Cox, who said today we need compliance. You may have you may end up taking my body, but you will not get my compliance. Well, they lost the San Diego County lost their lawsuit and they are being forced to release this information. And we should have this information. There's a reason why the San Diego County has refused to hand over covid death information because they want to keep you ignorant. They want to keep you in fear and they want to keep you actually accepting now. When we've got 40 million citizens, do you know anybody who's hospitalized or dying from COVID right now? No, in the state of California, no. This is insane. What this is about is this is about Fauci and others in the deep state wanting to use coronavirus to to have complete control over us. Fauci was in Europe last week and he was speaking. And by the way, why was he in Europe? Paid for by the taxpayer dollars. And he was was giving a speech saying, oh, to all my fellow countrymen for your countries. We're great countries in that we've got this independent spirit. But now is the time to do what you're told. That was Fauci last week. So no, John Cox. No, I reject that. I'm with Scott Atlas. This is not the time for us to do what's told. This is the time for us to exercise our rights as American citizens. This is our time to say we're not going to accept this. This is the time for our to take to exercise our constitutional rights. What are your rights legally? Stay tuned because we've got a fantastic San Diego attorney named Vic Bajaj, who I saw on the news last week, who's not just an attorney, but he's actually a small business owner. And his take on these draconian measures uh, is absolutely spot on. And he's got some advice for San Diegans and what you can do if you're a business owner. Stay tuned. He will be with us next. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Just when y'all thought it might be safe to go on about your lives. And I mean safe not from coronavirus, but safe from, you know, a, a takeover. From the dictators deciding they want to seize our property at will, uh, the uh, the left has decided that they want to uh, reverse any freedom on our uh, that's going on out there, um, and implement even stricter shutdown on us. We had last week, I think it was Lori Lori Lightfoot in, in Chicago. She said she was coming out with uh, her plan, which was to tell you you're not allowed to have Thanksgiving or anybody over at your house. Uh, we've got Governor Whitmer in Michigan. She came out with, I think, a three-week uh, lockdowns, and now somebody's, somebody's filed articles of impeachment against her. Hey, California, take note. Right, yeah, take note. Although we've got a, we've got a recall, Gavin Newsom, going on. Uh, can't happen soon enough. Some, you know, Maybe we can impeach Mussolini. Um, so we, we knew that the Democrats were never going to allow us 
to think that we were ever going to completely be free again uh, from uh, their exploitation of this coronavirus. But even I didn't expect that it would come with a threat of a curfew. I saw on Friday uh, a local San Diego attorney named Vic Bajaj on uh, an outlet here in San Diego. And he was as concerned seemingly as I am about these draconian measures and in a way that I hadn't heard any other attorney talking. And he joins me now. Hi, Vic. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hello, hello. Thank you. Okay, so you are not just an attorney. You're a small business owner. And when I saw your interview Friday night, I I think I was expecting being an attorney that they brought you on to talk about, you know, how we got to do our part and everybody wear their mask and, you know, go along with whatever the government tells us to do. But that wasn't your message, was it? Well, it wasn't. And it's the same message I give to every jury that I'm pleading my case in front of, and that is, you know, just because a prosecutor or a government actor tells you the law is what it is, you know, we don't check our common sense at the door. And surely the Constitution doesn't lose its force and effect. And that's why, you know, the age old adage of, you know, the jury is the gatekeeper. That's what keeps government honest. And that's the situation we're in now. How big do we want government to be? And what are we each going to do as citizens, as lawyers, as small business owners? to help our brothers and sisters that's a question we all should be asking each other well yeah because you know what we're at the point to where there was a lot of trust that was given to these deep state health officials in dc uh that when they first came out and started trying to scare everybody to death that we were all going to be like italy and that this thing was basically um that if you got it it was an automatic death sentence and that you know every person every time you 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 know exhaled a breath that 15 people were going to catch it and die on the spot i mean that's basically what what we were being told initially when this thing came out they they did such a good job of instilling panic and fear on the part of the american people uh, that because somebody had doctor after their name the american people bought it and it paved the way for these um these power mad governors some of which are republican by the way so this is not a democrat republican issue in my mind this is about as as uh, samuel i think it was samuel alito talked about over the weekend how coronavirus paved the way for an attack on our constitutional rights and it's been eight months now there's no excuse for us to tolerate it anymore i don't believe and i'm not an attorney like you are vic but i don't believe that any uh, public health emergency extends for nine months And now we've got Fauci saying that even after there's a vaccination, that there still should be a mask mandate and a six foot distancing mandate. If anybody believes that this government and these people within the government ever intend for us to be, quote, allowed our constitutional rights to live our lives and and pursue life, liberty and happiness, they're crazy, Vic, in my opinion. I I wouldn't object to that Anyway, and the only science I see in the nexus to science and Italy's experiment there and the lessons we were supposed to learn is a Pavlovian dog experiment. I mean, how, how are we going to be desensitized to government getting bigger and bigger and bigger? And that is to periodically force it into the environment. So we accept it over time. You know, I remember March 19th when Governor Newsom here in California said we have an emergency. My wife and two young boys, we were holding each other and saying, boy, don't go outside. Don't get the mail. Wear your gloves before you check your mail. Wear it before you touch each other. And you know what the consequence of all that was? Big corporations made a lot of money, the mm-hmm. Cloroxes of the world, the 3Ms of the world, but we were not safer in any way. And I think what's happening now, to your point, 
is that at least Californians, anyone that takes a second look and peels one layer of the onion away says, did this help us? And asks, did it help us in March, March 19th and on? The answer is no. The only people and entities that benefited from this, unfortunately, were the big corporations. The Olive Gardens kept their doors open. The uh, Chipotle's kept their doors open. But you know what? The mom-and-pop restaurants, the small business owners like you and I and people who do not get a guaranteed government paycheck, you know what? We suffered. And I think we're done suffering, and you see that. And I also asked in the segment that you referenced on Friday night, you know, what can we do? And in our office, we said, if anyone's facing criminal charges, and would you believe you're looking at six months in jail and a $1,000 fine or both if you violate these curfew laws because it's a government dictate? We've made a decision to represent anybody free of charge. We're not going to charge them attorney's fees because we don't believe in it. And while we don't condone anyone breaking the law, we just can't sleep well at night and put our head on our pillow and say we're doing the right thing. So we're sticking our neck out. We're going to help our community just the same way we would hope our community members help all of us. God bless you for that. I thought that's what I heard you say on Friday night. And thank you so much for offering that because, you know, these are the, the same people that are threatening to put a business owner in jail for six months or face a $1,000 fine are the same people that are saying we've got to let sex offenders and rapists and child abusers and other violent criminals out on the street so that they don't get coronavirus. This is about control. This is not about keeping anybody safe. This is a, a and I've got family members working on COVID uh, units in hospitals. There is a 99% recovery rate. This is still at uh, the average age of death is somebody in their 80s with comorbidity and still 40% of patients who die from this have died in nursing homes. And that was by design. We cannot allow them to continue to control us through panic. There is a reason why nobody's reporting on any flu deaths right now. This is all about control. If you can congregate in a Walmart, you ought to be able to congregate in a church. So I would hope, Vic, that you might include churches in that because we need churches. As Samuel Alito talked about, one of the ways that they're trying to use this coronavirus against us is get at our First Amendment rights. That includes our right to express ourselves, that, and, and, and that includes the exercise, uh, exercising our religious freedoms. If they want, how come, Vic, you know, you talk about small business. Somebody tweeted out today, hey, I'm glad you talked about big business because somebody said, you know what, how about if we're going to go back in lockdowns? Why don't we shut down Costco and only allow the small businesses to be open? How come I could go and buy books in a Walmart back during these shutdowns, but small business owners that owned books couldn't be open? There's nobody who should be operating, my point is, with any thinking that this is anything other than about big government control. The Sheriff's Department, Cox today from the, from, uh, the San Diego County, says that they will enforce these laws. So they're trying to scare business owners, Vic. Um, and I hope that – is there a way – for or do you know of any business organizations like a restaurant association or you know how they have all these business associations for the different yes. industries do you know how many of those are saying we're not going to we're not going to shut down we're going to resist well to my knowledge let me just search my list here and that would be zero and let me give you an answer why see when you're regulated by the government that would be for instance the consumer affairs the department of consumer affairs anything under the business professions code the alcohol beverage control you're at the mercy at big government because if you take a misstep 
they're going to yank your license, whether that's your barber license, your liquor license, your license as a business owner, as a gym owner. And you can't do much about it because when you go through the disciplinary process there, you're dealing with a bureaucrat. And that may not make a lot of friends from my comments here, but, you know, I've been a lawyer for almost 20 years. I've seen real crimes as a federal criminal litigator. I've handled cases throughout the nation, big and small. And I will tell you, the even the expression of the sheriff's department or police department actually saying they're going to enforce this by issuing citations and potential arrests, in my mind, and again, I'm not making friends here. We're living in reality, and people need to listen to this. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I see real crimes, real crimes where real people are hurt, not crimes where people are trying to put food and water on the table for their friends and family and do simple things like get together and, God forbid, pray mm-hmm. during Thanksgiving and Christmas. This is big government, loud and clear. We're going to read about this 10 years down the line. This is something we've feared while we learned about it in elementary school and graduate school and potentially law school. But we're seeing a social experiment. And while we can't encourage people to violate the law, we can encourage people to stand up for their civil liberties. You know, Justice Alito is no dummy by any measure. And for him to be so outspoken as the fact that this is the biggest social experiment in worldwide history Mm -hmm. uh, regarding the stripping away consistently and constantly of our constitutional rights should not be taken lightly. It's the truth. And I think we all need to band together and stand up for what we believe in. And that is putting food and water on the table for our brothers and sisters has to be priority number one. I personally don't see a risk. I don't see any risk in real criminal prosecution. And while the district attorney is is a friend of mine and I supported her campaign, I also have to say that enforcing these types of regulations is ludicrous. It's laughable. And I encourage every law enforcement officer to exercise some discretion and not penalize the average Joe based upon what Sacramento wants to see by their edicts. Right on with everything that you said. And I don't think that certainly not if they had mass uh, resistance and mass pushback with people saying, you know, and I know that some lawsuits have been filed from some San Diego businesses. um, But I think if there were businesses that decided like everybody in the gas lamp decided to get together and and stay open, what are they going to do? Go and arrest everybody? I don't I don't think they will. I think they I think the conditioning of the Americans, they're they're counting on us having been conditioned, particularly now over nine months. And they've done a really Really good job of changing the psyches of Americans. There was a doctor tweeted out last week who said that panic is a really and fear is a really easy thing to get embedded in somebody's brain, and it's a difficult thing to get out. In addition to instilling panic and fear of a virus that is real but has a 99% recovery rate for most Americans, in addition to that, they put the fear of government in us, uh, and that that's right, that's and, right, that's right. right. Yeah. And one one important thing to keep in mind is when, you know, when we talk generally about people standing up for their civil liberties, we're not saying thumb to nose at law enforcement or be disrespectful. What we're saying is stand up for your rights. Let's say, for instance, one legal theory we've seen throughout the union, every state in the union that's had the gall to stand up and say, boy, these governor's orders are unconstitutional. That's under the umbrella of separation of powers. Mm -hmm. We have the executive branch taking over the arena of the legislative branch and making law. 
So whether we're talking about the election system and the process, late vote counting or whatever it may be, or of course we're talking about edicts given by the governors throughout the union, we're talking about the executive branch overstepping the separation of powers. Now, unfortunately, if people are charged with criminal offenses, I think attorneys are well advised to look at filing demurs. And this is a legal challenge to say, yes, you're charging me, government. I'm going to show up to court. I'm not being disrespectful, but my lawyer is going to bring up the unconstitutionality of this law because you're overstepping your boundaries. And this is not law. This is a dictate by the government, which is part of the executive branch. So when we say assert your rights, assert your constitutional liberties, we're saying that do it the right way. Mm -hmm. Let the process work it out. But unfortunately, there's not going to be a refund of all the time and stress that people are going to spend defending themselves. Well, but but defend ourselves, we must, because, you know, I said on Veterans Day that it was time for Americans. We always thank our veterans for the sacrifices that they've made. Uh, All sacrifice something, some sacrifice all. And I said, how can we repay these veterans? I come from a long line of military. I'm the daughter of two Marines. And I said, one of the things that we can do is we can join the fight. What are we willing to sacrifice? And in this case, if we rise up, if you're a business owner and you rise up and it costs you a little bit of money, you're doing it not just as a way of uh, paying back the veterans, not just as a way of helping your fellow citizens uh, for liberty, but you're also fighting for your own uh, livelihood and ability to go forward. So there's lots of reasons why I encourage everybody out there to think about rising up. And um, and I thank you so much, Vic, for giving us this time tonight for your offer to help small business people. Tell everybody again before we wrap up what your offer is and how they can contact you. Oh, absolutely. You know, as, as we talked about it, I can be contacted very easily at Bajaj Defense, B-A-J-A-J Defense.com. But, you know, any small business owner that's facing criminal charges that anyone has the gall to prosecute, contact my office. I'll help you. I know what you're going through. You're just trying to put food and water on the table for your friends and family, and it's not right that you're prosecuted. And it should surely wouldn't be right for some of these lawyers to charge thousands of dollars to defend you. I've been doing it almost 20 years. That's the least I can do to return the favor to the community that's helped me grow. Well, thank you, Vic. I appreciate it so much, and uh, God bless you, and hopefully we'll have you back. No, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. All right. Now, y'all take a uh, stay tuned because when we come back, we're going to shift gears to give, give you guys some updates on what's happening with the breaking news in Georgia, breaking news in Nevada. Did y'all know that the Nevada, they said, yeah, we found a whole lot of fraud. We got to throw out 165,000 votes. But just for one race, we're not going to be willing to look at the at the presidential uh, race. Yeah, that's the kind of nonsense happening around the country. We got some cracking already. So y'all come on back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Reports of uh, bizarre happenings on my Facebook, whether it's the uh, Facebook live stream, reports there of more sound issues. There's no sound issues on our end. If there's sound issues happening on the stream, it's because they don't want you to hear what was just said by uh, San Diego attorney Vic Bajaj. Um, they were also getting calls that uh, my Facebook site is pages down. I see it up. It could be just that they're just uh, they're throttling it down and not allowing people to see it because we've got the Facebook live 
on there. They don't they control the message. You control mind. You want to get this? You know, today, by the way, was National Media Blackout Day. I don't know if you guys know that. I didn't share it with you guys because you guys are already black. None of y'all watch CNN. This was supposed to be don't watch CNN, ABC, like any of y'all watching the alphabets. Y'all not even watching Fox News anymore. Um, but clearly, we've got a media problem here. We've even got a local radio outlet today that was actually uh, perpetrating the lie that the lawsuits in Pennsylvania, that Trump had dropped those lawsuits. And That's not ha- true. They have not. They have not. That's absolutely not true. And you know who was supposed to go on tonight and talk about what everything? Oh, this makes me so mad. I yeah. found the story. I had to get it to you. Yeah. Harmeet Dillon was supposed to go on Tucker Carlson tonight. You know who Harmeet is. She is an incredible attorney. Uh, who's been fighting uh, for uh, civil liberties for a while in all different fashions. And she's joined the Trump team to help fight uh, the theft of an election. And she was supposed to go on Tucker Carlson tonight. Uh, and uh, here was her tweet. She said, um, I'm joining Tucker Carlson to discuss big, te- big law hypocrites and media mobsters threatening lawyers working on election integrity activities right now. Death threats, media campaigns, unlawful contact with their clients and violation of bar rules and more. Please do Tune in. Then she tweets out, damn, got bumped due to story developments. I hope to share my thoughts on this very soon. Might even do it in writing. Stay tuned. I have the receipts. Um, I can't imagine what bigger story Tucker Carlson might have to talk about. Is there some a food video? I, listen, I love my dog videos, too, on Instagram. I love, Yeah, live video interrupted. Facebook just took down my stream. Yeah, what uh, Harmeet was going to talk about is the biggest of the big. That, the, that yeah. is what is important right now. It, absolutely. We're talking about the, the this election is going to the courts. And we had, as reports today, Victoria Tunzig talking about how uh, the their Trump attorneys have been receiving death threats and nasty fun. That is a violation of the Bar Association just in and of itself. Harmeet also did. Harmeet is an RNC committee woman. She and she um, had a scathing uh, interview on Breitbart in which she talked about how the Republican Party spent millions of dollars on lawyers uh, in anticipation of election related legal battles. And uh, some of those have dropped out, as she puts it, uh, 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 due to bullying. She says, if we continue to run elections and campaigns like we have now, which is sort of a click of grifters taking a bunch of money as middlemen from in between donors and giving it to candidates and Ground and party infrastructure, we will lose. We will lose elections forever, she says. We have to do a better job of doing that hard, unglamorous work, paying lawyers to go do that work in advance. She says, What we're funding right now is quite a few of the lawyers that signed up got huge multi million dollar grant payouts and they've thrown the president under the bus in this past week. She says, All of a sudden, it's unfashionable to defend the president. Uh, people are caving in. They make excuses. They're finding ways to gracefully bow out. Now that that money was spent, she says it was predictable. Uh, and here's where she busts the Republican Party and conservatives. She says that this uh, is about conservatives who acquiesce to left wing and partisan Democrat pressures. Fairweather friends. This is all a quote. Fairweather friends have been a hallmark of the recent years in our Republican Party. That includes a lot of people who staff the Trump administration. They were fairweather fa- friends. They blow in the wind. She says, I think what we have to do is figure out who our friends are. We have to do that hard work. We have to eat our vegetables. We have to prepare to win. We have to be just as ruthless as the other side. All of this graceful loser stuff. Sorry, there's no losing and winning yet. We have to finish the process before we start talking about that. Not just given prematurely to be popular at cocktail parties. She talking about Governor DeWine in Ohio. She talking about Asa Hutchinson, governor of Arkansas. 
She's talking about maybe, uh, what's his name, who uh, from Oklahoma. I can't even remember his name right now. I'm so angry at him. This guy that was supposed to be such a bedrock of conservatism. They're all talking about how Trump should be giving uh, intelligence briefings, helping Biden transition. Are you kidding me? You want to help Biden? You want to help transition to the very people that launched a coup, that lied to the FISA courts, illegally spied on the opposition party campaign, that went after an innocent general to destroy him personally and professionally? That's who he's supposed to transition to she goes on after the selection is over we have to look as conservatives at how we run and fund these elections i'm a donor i'm a volunteer so i have no axe to grind other than i have had it when i write checks and it turns out that they're being wasted on the lavish lifestyles of certain political consultants and political figures and i've seen that what's not glamorous is doing the groundwork to make sure somebody is checking these voting machines do they have infirmity infirmary she says texas did texas rejected the voting machines i'm almost done that are now at issue in this election in multiple states with the Dominion software. They rejected that. Where were the other Republicans in vetting these and putting up objections? Lobbyists play a role. Sometimes the lobbyists are cozy with the Republican governor and stuff gets through. I understand that. That happened in Georgia, allegedly. Lynn Wood, attorney out of Georgia, has been all over Twitter. He has filed lawsuit after lawsuit against the, uh, the Republican governor, of Georgia and the Republican Secretary of State, who allegedly did a backroom deal with Clinton lawyers in the spring to change the rules unconstitutionally on absentee ballots. One of the things we have to do as conservatives, and we must demand that the Republican Party stop their crap, taking money from us, pretending that they're working on our behalf and turning their head the other way. And we are in this mess right now because the Republican Party allowed it to happen. Right now, today, breaking news out of Georgia, they suddenly found 2,000 votes. They went two to one to Trump. And this is far from over. But this is also bigger than Trump, as I said before the election. We need to support Trump because he's the only one, he and Harmeet Dillon and a few others, that see what this is ultimately about. The theft of our country. And we've got to make sure if we're going to fight, we need to fight smart, not hard. And that means understanding who all we fight against and who's really on our side and who's not. And that's what she talks about here. She talks about... Um, she says, uh, final quote here, filing lawsuits against states and, and, and counties to remove deceased persons from roles is less than glamorous than is less glamorous than political consultancy work involving luxury hotels and self-promotion. When you see a state that has dead people on the roll, sue them county by county until you eliminate the dead people, at least eliminate the bulk of the dead people. Nobody wants to do that. You know why? She says, because you don't make a 15 percent male percentage off of that. You don't get to take road trips and stay at the four seasons. You don't have any scam packs that are trying to do that work. So that's the conversation we need to have she says who's going to do that kind of grunt work guess what she says the left is doing it thank god for harmi and giuliani they are the only two people i see really besides the trump family at his side day and night the reason why i read all that because i you know i have been having people come at me that are upset at me upset at people like john cardillo because we're not taking the track of only busting the democrats here look the democrats are evil what they're trying to do to this country is absolute evil that's why good people have to do the hard work to push back against it and we cannot have those who represent us that take our money take our beliefs take our trust and betray us Whatever happens with this election, we, this is what I've been saying for a while, that we have to understand what's going on. 
you can't be ignorant and free, as Thomas Jefferson said. And we have been ignorant as to what our own party has been doing in relation to the fraud that is taking place right now to steal a president presidential election from under our noses. And the reason why so many Republicans are okay with it is because they hate Trump as much as the Democrats, because he is a threat to everything that you heard Harmeet describe. And the reason why I wanted to read word for word what she said is because how many of you out there vote Republican have any idea what's going on in the party when you give your money? How many of you? I I didn't know. I really think, honestly, Andrea, you're going to see the Republican Party, if this does not go Trump's way, or maybe even if it does, go at a split because there's two different parties. Well, and you know what we need to do? Uh, Some people said today, our buddy Don Jantz says there's the Trump, the Trump Republican Party. But unfortunately, Trump had to bring along and allow the Bush rhino wing to ride his coattails because they were up for reelection. And we did. We needed him to have control of the Senate. We had control of the House initially as well. So we held our nose and voted for all these rhinos uh, because we were told that, you know, we'd get everything that they, we had been promised if we gave them the House, the Senate and the White House. And when, what was one of the first things that they could have done and didn't? Voter ID. Don't tell me that the Republican Party did not know and couldn't have done something to stop this all from happening right now. They could have and they didn't. And they must be held accountable as well. And they must be forced to be uncomfortable and to petition for our trust again. These Dominion machines, I'm going to wrap with this uh, text today. Oh, shoot. If I can find it. I've got so many notes in front of me. It is from Emerald Robinson from Newsmax. So the votes for 30 states are sent to a Canadian firm which subcontracts its software to a Venezuelan firm that counts the votes after they arrive at a Barcelona-based firm that had a remote server in Germany. There's no way those things should even leave the country. Period. How many Republicans knew that this was going on? We're in a position now to where the courts are going to look at this and go, you know what? This isn't proof. It's, it's only and at this point, it's only proof of how monumentally stupid we are that this is going on in the United States of America, that we've allowed these machines, the software to take place. Georgia spent one hundred and seven million dollars on this crap. What, what was the payout? Who, who who cashed in on that deal? We know Biden. We know Biden was getting how many percentages from all these deals. We know how it works now. Just nobody's been held accountable for it. I'm going to take a, a break. We come back. A couple of other details to share with you guys, because let me tell you, I have hope. I do. But my hope is not in us. It's in a few people. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Uh, gosh, 45 seconds left. We just don't have enough time every night uh, to be getting into these topics. So we might have our own little announcement here uh, coming up. There may be more Andrea K. that you can have unless you don't want any more of AK, which I would understand if you're a Democrat. Um, hey, uh, go to Linwood. Follow Linwood. He is asking for all Americans. He says, we have not yet begun to fight. We need to prepare, be ready, and pray, and fight back against the coup. He says, believe Sidney Powell. She's got the Kraken. Have faith, my friends. Love you all. See you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time.
Peace out.